0: j-o-i-n-d-e-l-e-t-e-m-e dot com slash e-t-m. Go to com slash e-t-m and use code e-t-m for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, sauté some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ETM. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Why am I always overspending, no matter how good I am at budgeting? In this episode of Ask Shauna. Welcome to Everyone's talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Things are just downright expensive out there. Let me give you an example. I just went on this I don't know if you'd call it epic, I don't know if I would call it epic, but it was a two-week driving trip, not a vacation, from East Coast to West Coast with me, my husband Jeff, and our one-year-old pup, Winnie. It was uh, somewhere around 2,200 miles each way, five nights each way in hotels and Airbnbs to get all the way to Palm Springs, California for a speaking gig I was doing at the Alt-Summit a big conference for female entrepreneurs. So I, of course, had created an entire spending plan, like I always do, because I'm not a fan of traditional budgets. I love spending plans, and it was just not enough. Gas was more expensive. Hotels were more expensive. Somewhere in the middle of the journey, I just said "eff it to my entire eating out spending plan. And splurged, (laughs) splurged on some good food just to ease the travel fatigue. We also got on our way home. We were coming back through Memphis, Tennessee, and there's a hotel there that we absolutely love to stay at. And Winnie, our dog, she did so amazing at hotels. I think she actually liked hotels better than Airbnbs. I think the Airbnb was just She kept trying to figure out, is this my new home or is this my new home? And she wasn't sure that she liked any of them better than her original home that she actually lives at. But in the hotels, there was an atmosphere and people which she loved. And she never had been on an elevator before. We kept calling it the lifty thing. She just loved elevators. So this hotel that we knew we were coming back to stay at. And I was so fatigued tired stressed out i don't really know how you can get tired from sitting in a car for 6 hours a day i wasn't even doing the driving but <laughs> somehow i was exhausted my legs were sore i got to the front desk to check in and i was like hey do you have any upgrades for a better room a bigger room anything i didn't we didn't need it there was no reason that we actually needed the upgrade and she was like yeah sure so I think it was an extra, I don't know, $70 a night. It was complete ridiculous extra expense that I spent. But it just goes to show that sometimes, a lot of the times, your emotions around money just take over. And it's like you forget that you actually have to pay for all of this. So. I ended up splurging on all of these different things, and then when we got home, I estimated that we spent somewhere around $500 to $700 over what I had anticipated, which there was a moment of just sheer embarrassment, and then I quickly, you know, picked myself up and reminded myself that even with good plans and uh, good spending plan and really good intentions, sometimes things just go off plan when it comes to money. And there are a lot of things that you can't control and your emotions just happen to be one of them where in that moment, I wanted to splurge on some food and a better hotel room and logic just completely went out the window. So I tell you this story because today's Ask Shauna question from Jasmine is something that I can relate to. And my guess is that you can probably relate to this too. So Jasmine wrote, Dear Shauna, I can't tell you how much I love this show. It has helped me immensely. In fact, when I had drinks with my friends just recently, I was telling them how my money situation really hasn't gotten a lot better, meaning I'm not making a lot more money, but girl, I feel a lot better about it. I used to wake up with the stress sweats over money almost every night. I live in New York City and it's expensive, like really expensive. So my question is this. I really try hard to budget and do all the things you say to do, and they help. They really do. But lately, I've just been struggling. I feel like I'm always underestimating my expenses, and then I get to the end of the month and the money that's supposed to be there isn't there. (laughs) What am I doing wrong? Any clues to help me get back on track? The last couple of years, I've just felt like I'm moving backwards with my money, even though I actually feel a lot better about money. Anyway, I'd love your thoughts on this. Keep up the show. I love it, Jasmine. Thanks so much, Jasmine, for sending in this question. Um, like I said before, I can relate very, very easily to what you're saying. And again, I think if for anyone listening, when we're going to be honest, we can probably all relate to just... Having these times when you feel like you're just overspending and you're underestimating and you're trying to figure out why are these numbers not working? What am I doing wrong? So, first, I just want to say that tracking what you're spending, that piece actually isn't hard work, it's hard mental work. But we kind of grow up thinking that budgeting and tracking what we're spending, like, oh, it has to be painful, has to feel like a chore. And so we create this story around it that doesn't actually exist. What actually exists is the mental piece of getting yourself to a place where you can feel good and you understand the why behind why you're tracking what you're spending. And we're going to go through a lot of things. Like we're going to talk about in this episode, uh, mindful spending and intentionality and all of these words that I bring up quite frequently. But most of us probably want to do anything besides looking at how we're spending our money, eating out or shopping or entertainment or any of the things that you really love to do, because that's just human nature, right? You don't want to be told. And the question is always, who's telling you, right? (laughs) No one is actually telling you. It's just, again, these societal beliefs that we have that if we're doing anything fun and we're overspending our money, that it must be bad. We must be doing it wrong. Um, We're the only ones who are making all of these mistakes. And you are absolutely not that way, right? So we've created, again, this story around overspending. And obviously, we don't want to continue to overspend chronically in every area, of our spending, because then that is a roadblock, right? For you to be able to achieve different things with your money that you actually want to do. But overspending here and there, it's actually not that big of a deal. So it, I also think, Jasmine, inflation has a lot to do with the pain you might be feeling lately. Everything is just it's just more expensive. There really isn't any way around it. You know, as we traveled cross-country. We watched the gas prices change and change and change, and you know, as the further west we went, kind of the more expensive that it got. But when you're doing something like a road trip or traveling, I mean, I I can't change. You know, I need to put gas in the car. I can't change the price of the gas. And same thing as we would go in different, um, you know, supermarkets to like buy some food when we were staying in Airbnbs and. You We'd put a few things in the cart and we'd go to check out and I was like, "It's how much? (laughs) Come again? Like we're getting the same things that we got when we were home, that were already expensive when we're home and now they're even more expensive, and so there's just all of these things that are that are happening around inflation that we don't have any control over and they're infuriating. I know. So the current inflation rate is around 6% and that is up from 1.4% in uh, 2020. So if you're earning the same salary at work or maybe you even just got a, you know, small raise this year, that might not be enough to keep up or to keep in line, I should say, with inflation, right? So it would make sense that you're underestimating and overspending because if you're making roughly about the same amount of money and everything is just costing more, there's just less to work with. Particularly if you're, you know, if you're pretty much paycheck to paycheck every month, and that doesn't just go for people who are making lower salaries. I've worked with a ton of people who make a shit ton of money, what you probably would consider a shit ton of money, And they are essentially living paycheck to paycheck, like there isn't a lot of fudge room there. So this isn't just something that happens to people when you're just starting out, or maybe you feel like you're making a lower income salary. it's, It's irrespective of that, right? So even if you are spending money doing the same things that you were doing early 2022 or in 2021, they're probably just costing you a lot more money. A, a nice meal out, maybe somewhere last year in 2021 might have cost you, I don't know, somewhere around 25 bucks with a drink or you know, somewhere around that. Now it's probably like you're spending 45 or 50 dollars. So that's gonna start to make a real difference in the amount of money that you have available, the extra money that you have available. And again, if we if we go back to this idea that 90% of our money decisions are mental and 10% are the actual math, you can easily see how you trick yourself into believing that you are spending the same amount of money. And because, you know, I think so many things are auto-deducted from checking accounts, I know at least from our checking account, you might not even be tracking these changes. So if you think about it, where your brain goes is, I'm doing the same things that I was doing at this time last year, or even this time 5 6 months ago so why am i not left with the same amount of money that i had before right our brains can't wrap around it and also if we're going out for that nice meal and it's costing us you know 40 to 50% even sometimes double what we were spending last year our brain doesn't really uh, it doesn't compute that you know we still want to go out to eat and so we kind of put blinders on when it when it comes to spending money, and there's a real mindset, um, you know, relationship with money piece of that. So, kind of going back to this this auto deducted from your account thing, I was just thinking about our pup Winnie. Her her pet insurance was forty dollars all last year. And I just got to note that it's going to be increased to $66 kind of going forward. And that doesn't seem like a lot of extra money until you look at what else has been increasing for you. So it's really easy to get to the point where you're spending an extra couple hundred dollars or more each month without really blinking and without consciously kind of adding that all up. So, you know, is inflation really kind of bobs around this year and credit card interest rates have gone up too. It's just it's a it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. If you carry a balance on a credit card, you might not know this, but your minimum payment might have increased because interest rates have gone up. Or you may be turning to your credit cards to kind of soften the blow, right? Between what you used to spend and what you're spending now. Maybe you're using your credit card to fill in some of those gaps. According to a Wall Street uh, Journal article that was uh, quoting a survey from WalletHub, they found that in the fourth quarter of uh, 2022, the average household credit card balance was around $9,990. But that was up 9% from the fourth quarter in 2021. So just over a year. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin' a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin', I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin' today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See EARNN.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. The balance that people were ca- carrying on their credit cards had gone up about, you know, 9%. And that might not seem like a lot, but when we can look at everything in this big perspective... It can lead to this, you know, underestimating and overspending. So, the question is, Jasmine, what can you actually do about it? I'm a huge fan of weekly money dates. I talk about this on the show all the time. And it's really because they've been something that has changed how I do money, how I interact with money how I handle money as a couple. But I I love them because you're able to spot changes in your spending really quick. And if you're doing them weekly, you're able to see, "Oh, okay. Here's what's going on this week. Like let me make some shifts and some changes." So money dates, they should be easy. They should be approachable and they should be fun and leave you feeling in charge of your money. And they shouldn't take more than a 20-30 minutes tops. So my kind of rules again around money dates are I want you to go and do something fun. I want you to invite money to come into an atmosphere that you already enjoy, whether that's hanging out in your backyard with a beer or you know going to a local park or maybe going to your favorite restaurant. Or it could be anything, maybe you love mini golf, I don't know, going and doing a round of mini golf and then sitting down and, and having a money date. The point is, you want to put yourself in an environment that you enjoy, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel happy, because that's going to then be able, allow you, I should say, to be able to bring in money into that atmosphere without it feeling like it's a chore. And, you know, you can easily get a, an app or a money tracking program, like you need a budget or Monarch Money or Honeydew or Good Budget or Mint or any of those to track your spending in these different categories. So when you have the money date, you're just looking at these different changes, right? Did my eating out spending, how did that shift from last week to this week? What do I think's going to happen next week, Right. So you're looking for these trends. You're looking to say, oh, something went off here. Let me f- figure it out. Maybe I had friends in town and, you know, I knew I was going to go over on my eating out budget. Cool. No big deal, right? But it it brings this awareness to your money. And let's say you overspent this week on eating out. You could, you know, quote unquote, borrow funds from another spending category Next week, to kind of make up the difference, right? To smooth things out. You can also think about are there any big expenses coming up this week? Maybe you need to shuffle things around. So I like to approach this like I'm a money detective. I'm a detective in my own money. I'm looking for patterns, I'm looking for trends, I'm looking for things that are a little off. And why I'm doing this is because I want to do X, Y, and Z with my money. So I always bring to the money date, my goals, my vision board, the things that I want to do. So I I created a, a vision board in a program called Canva, which was really easy to do. And I sent it to myself and I saved it in my photos file. So before every money date, I look at this vision and it's a collection of pictures and words and different things that really excite me that I'm looking forward to this year and that I I really want to direct my money in these directions. And so it just connects the why I'm doing this, right, with the actual practical exercise of doing it. And what that does is it, it, it kind of soothes all the areas of my brain so that I feel like I'm doing something proactive, but I also feel like I'm proud of myself after each money day. Like, I'm proud that I'm making progress to my goals. Even when things don't go well, I'm still like, you did a good job today, Shauna. So I want you to be able to borrow that same feeling. If you use a budget or spending plan, you know, when was the last time you updated it to reflect the current reality with, you know, pricing now, how everything is just so ridiculously expensive, what changes do you need to make or or additions? I've got a couple of episodes on why I actually ditched the budget. I, I really do not like budgeting, but I fell in love with creating both a monthly and an annual spending plan. And I incorporate all of my spending and saving goals on this plan so I can make sure that I maximize every single dollar that I have each month. Traditional wisdom used to be that you know you wanted to have, you did your budget. And you wanted to have you know so much money left over every month that you just you felt great, right? But I, I did, that doesn't work. What really works is not focusing on how much is left over, but focusing on how best to use every single dollar you have so whether that money's going into savings or going to pay down debt or going to pay your bills or going towards one of your goals like you're maximizing your money i just feel like it's such a better way to wrap everything around your money and feel like you're making progress so this brings me to this idea of intentional and mindful spending and i'm really happy that these concepts and this way of thinking is really kind of, it's, it's catching a little bit of a wave. <laughs> and I'm happy that, um, I hope that I'm at least someone out there that's um, trying to surf the wave and get you on my, my wave as well so that you can understand how powerful this is. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. I've worked with... So many people sat across from them, looked at their money, you know, felt their fears and their anxiety and their wishes around money and saw where they were stuck. And it's, again, it goes back to, it's not so much, I'm going to say it's not about the math, but the math does matter a little bit, but it's not so much about the math and it's just more about all of this crap that we bring into our relationship with money and our spending and what we think we deserve and our beliefs and our false beliefs and generational trauma and, gosh, emotions, anxiety and so much stuff we bring into every single decision point around money, that to not talk about intentionality and being mindful is, I feel like, creating... (laughs) Creating a, you know, it's 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 causing um, us to focus on the wrong things around money. I'm just going to say, right? So if we know that money is the number one stressor for most every person that is living, breathing on this planet, but we also know that more money doesn't actually take away that stress, you're left with, hmm, what can I do to actually feel less stress? Right? So we come back to <laughs> intentionality and mindful spending and. My friend, Jasmine, everyone listening, I only can speak to you about this because I have lived this firsthand and this is really hard stuff for me. So I I know how hard it is to do this, but I, you know, started to ask myself these questions when I would spend money. Do I really need this? And nobody else can answer that question for you, but you. Is this something that is really going to enrich my life? And sometimes the answer is no, and I still want it anyway, and that's totally fine. I also have talked to you about this 24-hour rule that I have that before I buy anything other than things I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely need, I put things in my cart for 24 hours and I wait 24 hours before I buy them because if I come back in 24 hours, chances are most of the things I'm going to say, nah, I don't really even need these anymore, So it's just a good way to just work with yourself, right? And be gentle with yourself around spending. I also return anything I buy that I get home and I think, okay, why did I buy this? (laughs) I don't really need this, right? That happens a lot too. But let's be honest, who goes to the store anymore? (laughs) So I want you to focus on what you can control right now. You know, your mindset around money, working through Money stress with relaxation techniques, meditation, walking, watching a stupid TV show, anything to get your brain off of money stress that's healthy and supportive to you goes a long way in bringing this intentionality and mindful spending and all of these things to the forefront. So you can control the intention behind your spending. And this is not a perfection game. This is like we're going to aim for. 75%, 80% 75%, 80% of the time. And then the rest of the time, we're going to let us make some mistakes. We're going to overspend and we're not going to freak out about it because we know that the majority of like how we're spending our money is intentional and it's it's mindful. And just if you try to put yourself in a box and make every every spending decision super mindful and super intentional, you're just going to be too rigid and your brain is just going to overheat <laughs> and you're going to welcome the stress and the anxiety back in, which is going to lead to not so great uh, you know, money-making, money-spending decisions. So don't do that. <laughs> Please be super, super gentle with yourself. And also know that it's not always going to be this way. So the money and economy and inflation, all of that's going to ebb and flow. So it might feel really, really painful to you right now, but it's just not always going to be this way. So do the best you can with the amount of money that you have right now. And lastly, I just want to say, you know, be a lookout with curiosity about where you spend your money and how maybe you could spend it a little bit better. I hate using the word better because it implies that there's a worse off option, but for lack of a better word, <laughs> we're just going to use better. You can use coupon apps like Honey, that's one of my very favorites for shopping online. You could sign up for discount cards. You could shop on sale days. You could use credit card points. You could call your cell phone and internet companies and ask for a better, I call it aka cheaper plan that is uh saves you money and is still a great plan. You could uh, shop around for a new car insurance plan that saves you money. You could negotiate your credit card interest rates down. You could do drinks at home when you go out. Maybe you only have, you know, do drinks at home, right? And then go out and maybe have just one drink out. You could go to happy hours. There's so many things that you can do. But again, I don't want you to go crazy with this. Just let your mind be more curious. That's the word I want you to think about curiosity about your spending and less about this idea of perfectionism or failure. So Jasmine, I think this is a fantastic question because there's so much wrapped up in it. It isn't just the pure math that you're underestimating and overspending. We really have to dig down to understand, well, what are the factors? What's going on? There are a lot of factors that you can't control. So those things I want you to just figure out how to put down. We're gonna do the best we can, in those situations. But we can't change the price of gas. We can't change how much eggs cost us at the grocery store. They're just things we can't change. So let's focus on the things that we can do. Money dates and being intentional and being mindful and setting up some spending rules for ourselves and making tweaks when we need to. Being more curious. Being more of a detector uh, of, you know, what's going on in our money, right? Those are things that we that we can do, that we can bring each day into our relationship with money. And the last thing is we have a choice when we feel like we're going to the place of failure, of of mistake, of judgment, of how we've done something around money. We have a choice that we can make about, just telling ourselves, okay, it's all right. It's not that big of a deal. Let me figure out how to do the best I can kind of going forward. All right. So if you haven't asked Sean a question, I would love for you to head to the link in the show notes. I keep these episodes super loose, informative, and hopefully highly relatable. So I would love to answer your question. You can always keep your name anonymous. You do not have to actually, um, use your name. I know that money can feel really scary to share, but I really believe that sharing questions like this, it helps us all understand that <laughs> we're all in this sticky relationship with money. We're all trying to figure things out and that money is very complex. And it's why I come back here every single week to bring you more and more episodes to hopefully help you feel a little bit better about your money. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody right now, shout it out on social media, let people know why they should be listening as well. You can head to the show notes for all the links that I mentioned in this episode, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.